You are listening to The Truest. I'm your host, Jacob Smith. At the top of our first episode, I want to say a heartfelt thank you to all the supporters of the Indiegogo campaign that was used to start this podcast. It really means a lot to me, and I'm so excited to share with you our first episode. The Truest is a podcast where we ask someone, what's the truest thing you know, and how did you come to know it? Our first episode is with my friend Stefan Bennett, and it delivered everything I was looking for. It was honest, it was surprising, it was complicated, and it was true. What is the truest thing you know? That is a good question, and I've really struggled with it. Um, for, for probably a lot of reasons, because uh, I'm, I'm not good at committing to things. Because when I commit to something, like I commit to it, yeah. So that so means I I'm probably really great at committing to things, selectively, right? Um, so I've thought through a lot of like different things. I also like to sound eloquent and profound, uh, so that's a struggle because I I think my typical mo in answering a question or being a part of a conversation is listening to what other people are saying and try to figure out what I think about it, but that is different mm-hmm. um, and unique. And and this question is hard because, well, one, I'm the first one. Sure. <laughs> so so I, don't, I don't really have anything to like base it off of. Um, and therefore I can't like, it's hard to make it uniquely me without sounding like I'm someone else, but I don't have anyone else to benchmark it off of. Mm-hmm. So I, I play those games in my head. Yeah. Um, and I think what I've come down to after going through a couple ideas is, uh, I think the truest thing I know is that I'm a pessimist. And what is that? What does being a pessimist mean to you? It doesn't matter like what happens at the end of the day it doesn't really matter and so I feel like I struggle to figure out like what what's the right answer what do we do what are we doing here what like there's there's no like end goal like mm-hmm. so why does it matter what we do I feel like I don't know if that defines pessimism but who who do you feel like in your life would expect you to give that answer um, I don't know. Uh, I don't think anyone would expect me to give give that answer. Okay, because I, I think that a lot of people, maybe not a lot, but I feel like people s- maybe see me as an optimist. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, f- I feel like really I'm a problem solver, mm-hmm. and usually that means like helping people with a problem that they're struggling with where they're not seeing like the end and trying to figure out what the end is right which is kind of the opposite of being a pessimist Mm -hmm. to a degree right where you are like helping other people overcome stuff or you're facing a problem yourself and you want to like overcome it Mm -hmm. um you know so one of the I'll, i'll go back to maybe some of the ideas that i like have thought about that like brought me to that one of the things that like first came up when I was talking about this with my wife Katie is uh, 
She's like, well, the thing that you say all the time is life sucks and then we die. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, yeah. I say that quite a bit. Um, and, and a lot of that kind of came from uh, something that my mom, I don't know if she instilled it in this, instilled this in me, um, but I would complain about something and she would say, well, life's not fair. Mm-hmm. And that didn't escalate, but like many years of that uh, kind of got to where I was like, man, life sucks. And then we're going to die. And like, who cares? Like, mm-hmm. it doesn't, that's great. Um, so I, f- I feel like I don't, I don't think that that has made me a pessimist. I feel like that's probably propelled me into like trying to be a good problem solver mm-hmm. to overcome that, right? To like fight mm-hmm. what, I, what I feel like my typical MO is, mm-hmm. like my natural self. Yeah. And so my highly adapted self is like, be a really good problem solver to like figure that out, figure those things out. Mm-hmm. And so that would that be kind of your beginning of the answer of how you learned it is that you just is that it started with the life isn't fair, which is, I think, a thing that I know I heard a lot of time from my parents. And I have already heard myself saying to my 11 month old son, which is <laughs> sort of like, like awful and, and interesting. But is that like, is that where you feel like it comes from or someplace else? No, I think that that's. I think that probably has a lot to do with it. Um, I mean, I also feel like I've, I've just faced a lot of crappy stuff in my life that um, makes me think or feel that way. Uh, like life sucks and, and then we just like die. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I had in high school, I had, a, uh, our high school went through a huge bout of suicides um, there's about four or five within a year. Uh, and then we had two other unrelated, but just deaths of friends. Um, and that was all within about the same calendar year. Is that your high school class or your high school? Like high school. Four years? Okay. Just, yeah. So multiple classes. Um, I mean, it's still awful and tragic, yeah, but I yeah. just was trying to gauge the level of yeah. tragedy. Yeah. And, and, I mean, for our town, at least, that was a lot. Like, we had never really had anything like that. So that was the first time a lot of us had dealt with death in general, mm-hmm. right? Let alone why someone, like a choice that someone made, right? Versus a choice they didn't make, mm-hmm. which, which a, a couple of them were. Um, and and then, uh, you know, I recently went through, well, recently is relative, but uh, you know, my mom passed a couple years ago. The year before that, my grandfather passed. Um, and and a lot of it was just like really unexplainable. Like, you know, my mom died of lung cancer. She lived for about two years with it. And she was a non-smoker. And th- things that were like, there's this huge stigma against it. And people are like, oh, wow, she's a smoker. Like, who cares? There's not a lot of funding for lung cancer because of that. But um that, I don't know, if kind of like solidified her mantra of mm-hmm. well, life isn't fair. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that was the first thing that we had said to each other when she, she told me that. Um, I was like, wow, life is not fair. Like you were totally right. Uh, and so I, I don't know if that like kind of nailed that like into me even more. Mm-hmm. Um, 
if you can think back to that moment and you shared that with your mom, because I think when you're saying it to a child, it's it's because you're you're trying to teach them something. But you're that I don't think your mom was trying to teach you something when she said that to you. How did you how did you hear those words? What what do you think your mom was trying to communicate? That whatever you're complaining about right now isn't the end of the world. Mm-hmm. Like it'll pass, you'll get over it, you'll figure it out. Um, I think that's part of it. And the other part of it is uh, that there are many other people in this world that face a lot more adversity on a day-to-day basis than what you're going through right now. Mm-hmm. And and also, um, this isn't going to be the last time mm-hmm. that you have something that isn't what you call fair. Right. Like you're going to continue to hit that all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, I, I think that that is, I think it's definitely colored like how I view the world and, um, and, and plays into, you know, my answer of, oh, I'm a pessimist because that's kind of what I feel like we deal with all day, every day is like, we, uh, we're facing adversity, like no matter who you are, mm-hmm. right. No matter what kind of position socially, economically, like, physically, mentally, geographically, like wherever you are, you're always facing adversity. And 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 kind of to go back to what I said earlier, I think that's probably one reason why a big part of my job, like in the world, is solving problems. Like that's what I do. That's something I enjoy doing. I like being creative and figuring out like, oh, this is like broken, how to fix it. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I think that that fights that pessimism. Right. Right. It tries to get beyond that. Yeah. So is it a, is that a coping mechanism or is that a... Probably. Okay. It sounds like it, right? Well, I'm, I'm asking. I mean, how <laughs> do, you, like, do you look at it as as like, this is like, is this is this something that I need to do so that I don't just lay down and, and, and have the die part come sooner because it sucks? Or is it like... Or do you feel like there's some part of you that feels like you can make it suck less? Probably the latter. Okay. Make it suck less, and I think that it uh, it gives you that feeling of like triumph, mm-hmm. which makes you feel good. That it's like very euphoric for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, w- I would say you know similar to people who have stories of uh, you know th- them being told that they'll never make anything of themselves, and you know they'll always be whatever their job is or, or whatever, who they are, how they identify or how people have identified them. And then they do like really amazing things like um, starting organizations that are like world renowned or starting organizations that help people out and and everyone kind of like participates in it. Right. Or even for some people that don't come from as much privilege as you and I graduate a technical school. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's there. It's kind of all over the board, um, but I think that that it, it is a motivating factor for people, and it it's something that overcoming that challenge like feels really good. Yeah. Have you ever created a problem because you need to solve it? <laughs> Probably, but not knowingly. Yeah, 
So, I mean, for example, you just got off of a year of baking, right? Yeah. Where you and I, what, I, I, what was that? So the year of baking for you was. Um, my answer to a question that people always ask me and I hate is what is your new year's resolution? Okay. So the big year of baking was my answer to that because I kind of talking back a little bit of, I don't, I don't, I like to be different, like to be unique. I like not to like follow the status quo. Mm -hmm. Um, and the status quo is new year's resolutions, like do something that embetters you or, you know, solves something that you're dealing with. And I don't like getting asked that question. I like learning. I like being creative. I like working with my hands. Um, and we also, I bet you can imagine, watched a lot of Great British Bake Off during that time of me kind of coming up with the idea. And I also, uh, on the weekends, I wake up fairly early. Early being, uh, I was up at 4 o'clock on Saturday. Right. You don't wake up fairly like, early, Stefan. <laughs> you, like anyone that just heard that is like, no, that's not fairly early. That is early. But but like, and that's, you know, maybe a one-off like that. That'll happen one or two weekends a month. Um, so half the time. <laughs> that's not a one-off either. But but a lot of times it'll be like six o'clock. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and Katie doesn't wake up until, depending on the weekend, like maybe eight, 8.30. That's like, pretty average um for her maybe a little later than average um so i usually have a couple hours of time where usually i'll like catch up on tv shows that i'm watching and i just been sitting i was like i i'm like i'm watching these tv shows in the morning but like i'm not getting anything out of it like it's pure enjoyment which is great because i you know people need that um but i i also like to be really productive in the morning because usually there's no one else up right? and it's great. Uh, and so I figured like, what can I do to like learn something, be creative uh, and kind of fill this time that I seem to have every weekend. And the more and more like great British bake off we watched the more and more I was like, Oh, that's fun. Like there's all these things that I don't even know anything about. Oh, I want to try that. Like, they're making it up to be really complicated and hard and like I want to see if I can make some of those things. So I didn't like just bake things that they baked, but I wanted to at least bake something different once a week for a year. Um, and and the, it, it kind of came around from uh, one of my friends did a what they call a big year in the birding world. Um, so that's kind of where the idea came from, where you try and see as many species of birds as possible in a given year. And some people take extended vacations and sabbaticals and travel like all over the world to do that. Um, and I felt like, well, here's something that I can do that is relatively cheap. I don't have to go anywhere to do it. And I'm kind of like being creative and expanding my mind and learning something new. And I get to eat a lot of good stuff. Right. So, you know, it's, it was a, I guess the problem was I don't like people asking me that question mm-hmm. and I wanted a good answer that was not normal mm-hmm. and that I, I enjoyed. One of the reasons that, that you are the first guest on this podcast is because 
you are one of the most generous people I know. Um, and I mean that in a very kind of broad sense of what generous means. Um, not just some people hear that and they think they just, oh, it's fine, I'll give stuff away and that kind of stuff. It's generous with your time and 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 your insight and yourself. I that that's that's my impression of you. That that does not necessarily compute with someone who thinks that life sucks and then you die to me. Like those two yeah. things don't like they don't and that yeah, this is sort of what you said at the beginning. You don't think anyone would say this about you. So so where does that generosity come from? Uh, you know, one of the other thoughts in my mind when trying to answer this question was uh, that I'm I'm the most selfish person I know, but so are you. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I feel like as humans, we're all like super selfish. Um, and I think that I'm a pessimist, but I want that to change. And I think that it, all of the in, inequality and you know unfairness in the world uh, that makes me be a pessimist, I think at the same time makes me be an optimist. Mm-hmm. And it, that's you know in an I guess in one way it's a problem, right? Mm-hmm. It's a problem that I want to solve, right? And so how do you solve that? Well, you have to combat that. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, being generous, being kind to people, being honest—I that's that's what I can do to try and solve that. So, do you feel like there are people in your life who are not as close to you as they would like to be, or they could be, because you can't find a way to to be generous to them? Does that make sense? It, yeah, I think it does a little bit. Um, and I think the way that I feel like I think about it is one thing uh, I, I also find that I enjoy is um, teaching people mm-hmm. things. So, you know, if someone needs something from me, de- depending on what it is, uh, I, I mean, a lot of times it's very like tangible, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that's like one thing. So let's set that to the side. But a lot of times it's not tangible. And in those instances, I want to, like, if I have knowledge in something, like I want to share that and help someone either get that knowledge or learn from my experiences, um, or, or teach them something that they're struggling with so that they they can be dependent on themselves. I think a lot of people can feel from time to time that life is sucking, life sucks and then you die. <laughs> um, I don't know many people that, I think it would be hard, well, I'll say, it would be hard for me to feel that way every day, <laughs> to wake up every day and the first thought be like, well, today's gonna suck, but I might not die. Like that's like, not dying is like the best case scenario for today. But I mean, you do it. I mean, you get up every day, you know, or, or I don't know if it's every day or multiple times a day or once a week. And, and, and there's, it wouldn't seem like there's a lot to look forward to. And I think people feel that way. And you mentioned there was those, you know, four or five suicides in your, in your class. I mean, and that's, 
I, I would assume, and from what I know, part of that feeling that there isn't, mm-hmm. there's nothing, there's nothing to live for. Totally. But you don't feel that way. I, I mean, I feel like I've felt like that probably many times in my life, but that doesn't, it, I think it still kind of goes back to that, that problem solving, right? Where like, if I feel like that, that's a problem. And so whatever is happening in my life or situations I'm dealing with, like those are things that I need to solve. And I think that that's what gives me motivation. Like I, maybe ironically to like solve that. Mm -hmm. And and I don't, I don't know. I think that, and that's why I, you know, kind of said earlier, I don't, I don't think that anyone would peg me as a pessimist because that's probably not how I present. Um, but I, I, I think I am. I just feel like I've figured out, at least for myself, how to use that to my advantage, right? How to take something like a really crappy situation and solve it. Mm-hmm. And I, I wouldn't say that I have it solved, but I, I think that I'm continuously working on it. Yeah, because there's some things you can't solve. Right. But you can keep trying. This episode is sponsored by Zach Corder, who wants to remind us all to maintain relationships with all kinds of people, especially people with whom you disagree about politics and religion. To find out more about the podcast or to inquire about becoming a sponsor yourself, you can go to truest.live. The music in this episode was generously composed by John Ross. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe or tell a friend or both. On our next episode, we'll be talking to Emmett Wagner. So the third question of this podcast, and this is exciting because you're the first person that gets to answer it, is who's next? One person that came to mind, this is someone that you don't know, um, but I think is a very interesting person, is one of my coworkers. Uh, His name is Emery Wager. And he... um, has had a really interesting life and done a lot of cool things from what I've gathered. Um, and he's someone who I feel like puts a lot of thought into what he does. Um, and I respect him a lot. Until then, I'll see you online at truest.live.